Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, right here on Ground Zero Dot Radio and the Aftermath FM app. Right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero, thank you so much for tuning into The Secret Teachings, staying tuned to the network. If you'd like to contact me directly, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find my books and our subscription archive there with all of our montages. You also get my digital books when you subscribe to that archive. Otherwise, you can listen to the show for free, not only on the network, but also on any radio or podcast player. Just search The Secret Teachings and you can listen to the show, whether it's Apple or any of the other podcast, radio applications and players. You can always find new new episodes of The Secret Teachings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. It is the 9th of December today, December 9th, 2022. Last night, we had a lot of fun, not only on the Bowels of Hell show we did here, but also on the goblin mode show that we did with Clyde over on ground zero last night was kind of like a five-hour block of solid content I thought here for ground zero radio we went from uh, uh, goblin mode and then we talked a little bit more specifically about Belphegor and the various demons of of the different seven sins Belphegor of course sloth we talked a little bit about some of the other demons as well here on the show and after the show Clyde and I we're sharing some Skype messages just very brief uh, before I went to bed. And uh, he said uh, something about um, how he, how he, great he thought the show went last night. And uh, I said, yeah, it was almost like we, we weren't in goblin mode. We were in God mode. And uh, I, after that, I was texting uh, Derek Murphy for a few minutes who called into the show last night. And uh, I mentioned to him that I had watched, I, I, had, I hadn't, until recently, I finally watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong the other night. I don't know why that just kind of popped up, and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll bite, I'll watch it. And uh, then it just came to me, Godzilla mode, not God mode, definitely not Goblin mode. But I, I feel like I'm in Godzilla mode. I feel like I'm tearing through uh, these esoteric and occult themes every night on the show. I feel really, uh, you know, every time I talk to Derek or talk to Clyde, I get kind of amped up, get fired up. And I thought Godzilla mode, that is a really good show name. So <laughs> I went ahead and made a quick promo. Uh, sometimes that's how radio works, like, or at least my show. I think of a good show name or I make a promo, and then we just go from there and make the show. So uh, this morning I got up, I made the montage, uh, a couple montages for tonight's show as well. And uh, we were planning to have Derek Murphy on the show to talk, uh, well, about a lot of different things. Some things that are in the news again that we've discussed prior, but things that also kind of relate to maybe both Goblin mode and Godzilla mode. Uh, you know, my, my idea is basically unlike Goblin mode, which is the quote unapologetically self-indulgent and slovenly, you know, which is sloppy and messy attitude dictated by the seven deadly sins. Godzilla mode is when you become king of your domain. This is kind of what I'm advocating for. So whereas Goblin mode is represented as doing the opposite of trying to better yourself in any capacity, body, mind, or soul. Godzilla mode, not God mode, but Godzilla mode is the conquering of the true um, inner self and the triune elements of body, mind, and soul. 
and the slain of deadly sins expressed as demons of sloth, like Belphegor, demons of greed, like Maimon, demons of lust, like Asmodeus, and all of the others, like Envy, Leviathan, Gluttony, Beelzebub. Satan is wrath. Lucifer is pride. And that is an important part of the Goblin Mode show that we did last night. And one of the key points is that it basically is being proud of having no self-respect, being proud of having no pride. And I've really been trying to figure out, like when I talk on the phone with a friend of mine, uh, talk with my friend Mike D, and uh, he, sh- he should actually be joining us next week on the show sometime, maybe Monday. Uh, Mike and I talk a lot. Uh, we've been friends for like over a decade, and you know we're always kind of irritated by you know social things that um, that are happening around us, and we kind of get together and maybe maybe it's like man gossip or something, but we talk a lot and we always trying to figure out like what what exactly is happening. Like I, I don't I went to the store the other day. I saw somebody dressed literally like they had clown makeup on, and then I saw somebody with a name tag that said their name was Deer and somebody else who had just like random letters of the alphabet and this big hairy guy that was wearing a dress. And I think go- like goblin mode is actually is, is, is a good thing to me because it's given me a, a term to apply to what I'm what I'm seeing and what I'm trying to explain uh, what I'm what I'm you know trying to understand what I'm trying to you know grasp. Um, and uh, you know it, that idea is you know people are proud of having no self-respect and proud of having no pride. And when, you, you know, pride comes before the fall, but if you don't have any pride, if you're not proud of yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're certainly not going to take care of anybody around you. You're certainly not going to take care of your community and everything kind of just deteriorates and falls apart. It turns into like just a, a big mess of slop and it's very gross, which is, you know, what, what goblin mode is. So tonight I'm advocating for Godzilla mode. I want to put you into Godzilla mode. I want you to conquer those feelings of, of the goblin uh, that pull you down. And I want you to conquer the triune elements of self, the body, mind, and the soul. And I want you to recognize that the different demons, the main demons, the, 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 the seven deadly sins, although these are represented as demonic entities like physical things, uh, demons are, of course, daemons, and they're basically the unconscious. It's and they're represented by distorted, anthropomorphic human and or animal forms, and they're basically us. We we are the demons, so we can succumb to being goblin-like, or we can be Godzilla-like. Uh, whatever you choose, it's up to you. And uh, Derek Murphy is with us on the line tonight. Uh, we were talking last night about. Godzilla mode and a bunch of other stuff. We have Derek on the show. I mean, this conversation could go anywhere. So Derek Murphy, welcome to the secret <laughs> teachings. How are you? You get so little time when you call into Clyde. So I'd love to have you on the show oh, so man. we can just talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I quite as plenty of callers and when, when you're on the show, it's, uh, all the, all the, all the time should, should go to just you two uh, going back and forth, just uh, picking apart everything. So, I don't want to waste too much time, so I try to squeeze as much as I possibly can into a short period of time. So I just get I just get nervous that uh, people listening just think I'm some kind of crazy idiot um, calling from inside a supermarket, which is uh, debatable. <laughs> but uh, Godzilla mode, Ryan, I, I dig it. I like it a lot. You I, you uh, you you had asked to uh, to do a show today, and I said, oh yeah, definitely. And then you said um, that you just watched Godzilla vs Kong, 
And I'm like, oh, I absolutely love this movie. Um, so I wasn't sure if you wanted to just like break down the movie a little bit and talk about the Ita Teruka from the movie. And then you hit me with the Godzilla mode thing. And uh, it's really great. Like I, I tried searching it on an urban dictionary and it uh, does not exist. So you're inventing it. Oh, I coined it. it. I coined it. I, I made it coined up. It. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, well yeah. I watched that movie. I mean, I, I don't really, I watch a lot of movies, but I haven't been watching a lot of movies recently. And that movie just kind of popped up. And so it was one of those movies where I put it on. I know it's going to be a lot of CG, a lot of action, a lot of sound effects. And I was, I was actually doing something else uh, in the other room, getting something in the kitchen. And then I heard something about the hollow earth. And I thought, well, this yeah. movie's got, this movie's got a lot going on. You know, the, the Monarch project, the hollow earth, the Titans, the, 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 mecha- the mechanized Godzilla. There's like a, there's a lot of stuff going on. The Neuralink, they hooked something into, Neuralink, exactly. right. There's all kinds of stuff in that movie. I mean, the, the, yeah, we can get into it if you want. I mean, this, the, the Millie Bobby Brown, uh, 11 from stranger things is playing a conspiracy podcast fan. Yeah, that's uh, right. Tracks yes. down a conspiracy podcast guy who's actually cracking, cracking the whole case. Um, it really fits right in. Uh, like I listen to all these like regular non-conspiracy uh, pop culture movie podcasts. They just like break down movies when they come out. And so these people who are pretty like Hollywood left and pretty anti-conspiracy in general, their their main critique of this movie was like, how come the conspiracy theorist is always right? And they're like, this is just like Moonfall, where now they're not even making up plots. They're just taking actual conspiracy theories, and the conspiracy theorist is always right. And I was like, that's pretty. It's, it's Kind of, it's to a point. That's true. I mean, it's interesting how they they demonize conspiracy theories in the mainstream, and then these like blockbuster movies. Um, the crazy, the crazy conspiracy theorist is always the one with the answers. It's the one who knows that the that the moon is some crazy AI hive mind thing, and who knows that the Earth is hollow. You know, pretty cool. That movie Moonfall was when I watched that. I thought, wow, this is like David Icke, Alan Butler, you know, who wrote the book Who Who Built the Moon. This is yeah. this is basically like Zachariah Sitchin type stuff, which was also you know uh, what was that movie the um, the movie we talked about before with uh, the superheroes? Oh, uh, Eternals. Yeah, the Eternals. Like Eternals. yeah, all these big blockbusters. I mean, Moonfall wasn't that great. Uh, but I didn't even really yeah. like like uh, like the Eternals that much myself. But all these movies, you're right. They just take like Sitchin's work, or they take Ike's work, <laughs> they take stuff something from. Right. Al- Alex Jones or Clyde or whatever, and then they just they make it into a movie and make millions of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, with the Moonfall thing, the, the I thought that they're just going to go with the kind of gray goo, black goo, nanobot hive thing. But then, I mean, we can kind of spoil these movies a little bit. This is past the, the past the point of you got to watch these movies. Um, so, but like the idea that your soul is recycled in the moon that's that's is that a David Icke thing or is that like? I don't think that's, that's an Ike kind of thing. Trick by, trick by the, yeah, that's the trick by the light thing. Have you heard that, the idea that that's the uh, Archon prison matrix that we're being constantly recycled and it's crazy that they threw an AI fusion in there and then, yeah, I don't know. We can talk about the Godzilla vs. Kong Hall of Earth thing. Not just, in, it was, they spent, huh? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Like, for the Godzilla vs. Kong, like, it just blew me, my jaw hit the ground when I saw how much money they must have spent to, like, make the Hall of Earth. Like they spend a good chunk of time where you're in this um, kind of futuristic Nazi bell thing in the flying around inside the Hall of Earth. Like it was an elaborate, uh, huge blockbuster movie. It was it was like the biggest movie of the of the pandemic. Honestly, um, like bigger than the Matrix, bigger than all like all the other blockbusters that uh, came out around the time. It's pretty. It was a, it was a huge thing, and it blew me away that they were they were showing it. Like we talk about um, these esoteric things 
in these movies, and this is like, I don't know, right in the surface. Blew me away. What do you think about it? That, well, that's that's what I thought too. I thought when I first turned it on, I thought again, this is going to be just a lot of CG. It's going to be a lot of you know sound effects that are created. It's Godzilla, so I'm going to watch it. I love Godzilla. I didn't expect there to be all of these other elements like they the, these two guys come into the uh, the professor's office and they start talking about the hollow earth and I'm thinking maybe you know there's something about you know the storyline of King Kong and Godzilla maybe I just didn't pick up because those are kind of like popcorn movies for me but then you know they yeah. started talking about the hollow earth and this unlimited energy source and then they've got the neuralink system and then even even the part where um they're in the uh Millie Bob uh, what's her name Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's in the car, and they're driving to the conspiracy theorist's house, or they're trying to find him, and they're li- and she's listening to him on the radio, and he says something about the dust. He talks about you know basically like smart oh, yeah. dust. I mean, they put everything in that movie. I know. <laughs> he gave her uh, when they first met. He gave her like a kind of like a Fox Mulder conspiracy um, test to be like, do you do you drink tap water? Like she's like, no, because they put the whole heart in the tap. Like. And she was kind of like a 101 conspiracy, like everyone should kind of know this thing. And it's just a, it's a weird place to be uh, as a pop culture. I mean, it was, it's the biggest critique people have for like the mainstream has for these movies. They just want to say, oh, I want to see Godzilla and King Kong fight each other the whole time. I don't want this crazy um, sci-fi plot. But I don't know. As a fan of this stuff, I, I absolutely ate it up. And just the way they depicted it and the way like they made it, they like combined the hollow earth, uh, like the uh, hollow earth lore, but also gave us like kind of portal type stuff. Like they made it like another realm, and to enter the hollow earth, it's almost like this event horizon. And they needed this ship, which is kind of this Nazi bell. Like one big theory for the hollow earth is that it's not literally inside the planet, but it's like connecting you to cave systems that connect you to like to Einstein Rosen bridges that will transport you to other realms. You know, so you would have to like and the Nazi bell is sometimes tied with traversing realms more so than just like being a flying saucer craft, you know, it like allows for the protection from the radiation or the going through the event horizon as in the movie and stuff. And it was just really cool. And then, yeah, all the Neuralink stuff is just really blew me away. Like we did the show about the AI demons and all, and that's, that's right in it. Like they're using the, the monster zero skull mixed with the Neuralink tied into that guy who's driving it around tied to the, the artificial, I don't know. It's, Bonkers, they plugged uh, then they plugged they plugged the Neuralink into Monster Zero and then they plugged that into the, the, the mechanical Godzilla, correct? Yeah, into the person. So there's a person driving around, so the Neuralink was like tied into the AI, but it was for some reason fueled by the skull of Monster Zero, which like really makes no sense other than they need this demon alien monster. Monster Zero is the, the alien one, the one that comes from space, you know, but like other than they need this Titan demon alien monster to get into the mix. It was just like when the first the first time I watched it, I wasn't really on the whole AI demon track like we are right now. But <laughs> in, in hindsight, it's just wow! Like so, like something. It's not just the AI and human neuralink mixture is explosive. It's this combination of this outside forces infiltrating um, invasive intelligence that's in the mix and like kind of seemingly fueling the whole endeavor. Like you know, um, it's, it's like happening in real life. It's virtually every, yeah. every major movie that comes out. And, and I mean, there have been a lot of, a lot of movies in the past, but every major movie comes out now. It, there's some kind of quote conspiracy that we may talk about here on the secret teachings or Clyde may talk about on ground zero. And those are the centerpieces of, of our shows. 
and the stuff that you as an audience enjoy listening to, I, I, I assume, I presume. Oh, yeah. uh, but now they're at the centerpiece of like every Hollywood film and they're taking things that otherwise, yes, the, the Hollywood uh, type people would um, would dismiss and laugh about and mock and make fun of. But then they're using it to make obscene amounts of money. Yeah, it's crazy. I While th- like actively policing these conspiracy theories online, <laughs> yeah. you try to talk about yes, these things yes. on YouTube and stuff. You get banned and demonetized and all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, these writers, I, I joke about, oh, they're definitely listening to, to the secret teachings, but they have to be. Like they have to be consuming this type of content. Because some of the stuff is, it's, it's deep. It's not just like top ten conspiracy theory lists online. It's like it's like these people are well versed in this stuff. And I know a lot of the writers are because I'm listening to interviews with them and stuff. And they are, they, they know what they're talking about. Um, so it's just interesting. I don't know. And the fact that it gets out there, they want it, they want it to get out there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And how well it mirrors the, the real world. Part of that's also, I think, because, you know, as humans naturally, Derek, we want to, we want to explore, or at least I, if we're not in goblin mode, we, we want to explore, we want, we want to learn, we want yeah. to, um, unveil things we want to shine a light into the darkness so all of those things that we as viewers as listeners i'm a listener and a viewer just like you are listening to this show and we want to we want to do those things naturally so you know the writers that write these kinds of things are just like us and they are interested in them and they find them fascinating probably so then they incorporate them into movies and it it becomes like we were talking with marlena brimner on wednesday and we were talking about like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and how they're why they're so popular and why they'll probably never go away along with Star Wars uh, is because there there is so much uh, focus on the archetypes and there's so much focus on the mythology yeah. and they basically turn those those myths and those stories into living myths uh, that get carried along in you know in film and 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 um, you know uh, spinoff books and things like that. And I think that's really what's happening when we're talking about, you know, things like Moonfall or things like Godzilla versus King Kong, which sounds ridiculous. But when you watch it, it's like it feeds all those inner parts of yourself. You're like, oh, look, there's Neuralink and then there's the conspiracies and then there's the inner earth, the hollow yeah. earth and unlimited energy. And there's like a giant mechanized Godzilla. And then there's, you know, Titans. And it's like everything. It's basically Derek Murphy. No, exactly. That when, the, when Godzilla first, um, when uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters first came out, um, that's when they first started calling um, Godzilla Titan. And this is like right when I was getting into my peak, like Titans are everywhere phase. Um, yes, yes. So it was just hit, it was just hit, hit, hit on my, on my checkpoints and stuff. But to the, to the Harry Potter thing, there's, there's like joke memes and stuff online where people are realizing that it's basically identical to uh, Star Wars. It's just this, um, this uh, orphan boy who's living with his aunt and uncle um, find out that he's the chosen one and goes runs on these adventures with his, uh, with his like very capable and smart like girl companion and his like bumbling friend guy companion, um, and it's the same. Just kind of, like facing this dark father force that's like tied to him, like, tied to him metaphysically, and it's just the same story, just cycling over and over again. And no, it is absolutely so, ones ones in space, and you know the other ones at Hogwarts and some other dimension. But yeah, it's the same story. The same story, yeah, and 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 it's just the world could get filled out so much, and people just fall in love with the lore and the mythology and the deeper you go, the more rewarding it is for you. Like the more you appreciate the, the stories and stuff. Um, so it like kind of perpetuates itself and then it makes you feel like you're the chosen one. So it's like there it's, there's, it's like you live cool through the character. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. 
I like it because I'm a, like we're a child. We're children of the '90s, so we've, been, we've had this forever. Like Star Wars is, is well, well before us. But if you're like a twenty-something, you're like, oh, this is just a cool story when you when you first see Star Wars. But if you're from from the jump, from the, all of my pop culture growing up was like, you're the chosen one. You're like ignore you, the world doesn't understand you. Like you're special. Like uh, no matter what anyone says, like it's just because they don't get it. But like one day we're gonna fuck you away and take you to what you're really supposed to do. You're the chosen one. I don't know. And it's just a one. It's inspirational in one part of you, but also it's like could be pretty damaging. You know, it's kind of like it, it leads to potentially like um, the world we're in right now, where everyone's kind of uh, me, 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 me. Especially for like kids our age and younger than us and stuff. Um, and just yeah, I don't know. I'm so, always so what it doesn't matter what the. What you're saying yeah, is that it leads to goblin mode. It leads to goblin mode, exactly. Yeah, you can just you can you can see it all happening. I mean, Billie Eilish is tied right into it. Like she, she, she isn't actively saying like on the surface. Somehow she's convinced her fans that it's she's self empowerment. Somehow I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't understand her. She's the first person. She's the first artist to make me feel old. I, I just don't understand <laughs> kids' music. Well, like, is that kids? Is that kids' music? Bury, bury a friend and I think, the dead I owe got to pay, pay loosely, my soul. Like, like we're we're like you know low thirties, and I still call myself a kid. But I slip and say that like anyways. But yeah, it's very popular. It's, she's she's still the the top dog, and everyone in generations below us, or they 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 love her. Um, but she part of her thing was like, and at first it's like, oh, it's cool. You wear these big t shirts, so you're not over sexualized in the same way these other teen stars are and stuff. But a big part of it was like she's trying to look as sloppy and gross as she possibly can. Yes, and she's yes. like she's um, like bucking the the norm for her, which is a trait that um, Belfagor. Uh, what's the name of it? Belfagor. 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 That's a, that's part of his his trait is that he like fucks up against the the goddess of beauty. The, because he's, I don't know, I'm I'm not as well versed as you. I was trying to brush up on it before the show, but no, that's okay. That's why we do. That's why we do the show. I do demonology. You do pop culture. We mix it together. But she, she, she uh, you can point to her as as like if you see all these like Gen Z or millennial. Or, I'm, I'm saying this as a millennial, like girls walking around Walmart in pajama pants and looking like they just got out of bed, but seeming like they're like king of the castle. That's yeah, that's. Like, she empowered that for, for a whole generation of people. That's a fantastic yeah. point, Derek, because this is this is kind of the theme of tonight's show. You know, you talk about heroes and the chosen one, and that can give some people this, you know, this outlet. That's what movies and TV and entertainment are. It's an outlet to feel empowered, and that can be a positive thing. But when you let it go to your head, as they say, you can succumb to well, what we call goblin boat or or, you know, you could really be fascinated with it and you can use those interests to learn more about the myths, to learn more about the archetypes. And then you can, I guess, get into what I'm calling Godzilla mode. Uh, you're, you're totally right. That's exactly Billie Eilish exemplifies that. So a lot of it was like demeaning the woman, using the woman as a sex symbol, women in particular, but men as well uh, as sex symbols and, and separating the relationship between masculine and feminine. And now that that separation has been essentially achieved through Hollywood or Bollywood, What's happening now is that they're destroying individual components of that. So the female and the male separate. Now they're destroying the female and male. So everybody's kind of gross. Nobody wants to interact. Everybody is in 
Well, again, goblin mode. Derek Murphy is our guest this evening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. Merriam-Webster consulted their data and named the word of 2022 gaslighting. Now Oxford Dictionary has uh, crowned their own word, goblin mode. Here's the definition if you haven't heard the term. It means a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. You've got a real attitude problem with fly your slacker. Remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker too. Why do we do this to ourselves? Every time we get depressed, we eat and eat and eat. Don't you? You go to the store and you buy those little candy bars in the bag, and before you know it, the whole bag is empty. And then at the end, you feel just like that bag. Empty inside. Goblin mode. I don't want to see him kissing goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. With a goblin. I don't want to see him kissing goblins. Succubus with goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. With a goblin. Goblin mode. What did you see, old man? Gujira. Gujira. Gujira.
listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Godzilla. Godzilla mode. That's the mode we're in tonight on the Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy joins us to discuss Godzilla mode. Godzilla mode is basically this. It's basically the idea of empowerment. We hear a lot about empowerment. Empowering certain groups of people. Empowering individuals. Empowering women. Empowering men, maybe. I don't know if anybody wants to empower men. Men have all the power anyway, right? But it's the idea of what Derek was saying in the first segment. We have all these movies and TV shows and all these ideas and all these stories of heroes and the chosen one. And these are supposed to inspire us to do better things with our life, to be successful by some standard, to be perhaps uh, relatively prideful, not too prideful, but to be proud of our appearance, to be proud of our demeanor, to be proud of our knowledge, to be proud of our family and, and what we've accomplished. And instead, heroes and the archetypes and the myths are being used to, in my view, do the very opposite. Empowerment is empowering people to be lazy. Empowerment is empowering people to sit back and do nothing and hope that somebody else takes care of your problems for you. Hopes that somebody else will pay the bills for you, literally and figuratively. Empowerment or faux empowerment is really, well, it's what they call goblin mode, which is doing the opposite of anything and everything that could potentially, by whatever definition, better yourself. Instead of unapologetically being self-indulgent, sloppy, lazy, and greedy, and succumbing to the other deadly sins, which are exemplified by the various demonic characters like Maimon, Asmodeus, Leviathan, Beelzebub, Belphegor, the Lord of Sloth, which is the ultimate goblin. We can perhaps conquer those demons like Solomon. And when we're able to conquer those demons like Solomon, we become king of the monsters, king of the demons, like King Solomon. And we become well, what, what I'm calling uh, Godzilla. We are the king. Uh, we are in Godzilla mode, and we are in Godzilla mode for sure here tonight on The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy joins us. Uh, Derek, empowerment, I think, has been used to empower people to have no power, to give up their power, and that, I think, is at the real core of Goblin mode. I want to turn that around. I want to go into Godzilla mode. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. I want to learn as much as possible <laughs> And uh, that's why I love talking to you because I always learn something new when we talk. Oh yeah, I'm fired up. I mean that uh, that montage talking to you, I get fired up. You know, it's a great one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just while while you were while you were saying that, it got me thinking. Like, like when you're saying like, how how do I step in power for myself? I'm just like I'm calling as somebody who's just a fan of these shows, and I just um, I happen to be your friend. So I'm lucky enough to be able to come on sometimes with you, but I work at a supermarket. Everyone, everyone knows that stuff. So I'm not exactly like speaking from a position of authority or anything. So I'm trying to think like, how do I consider myself empowered? And every moment you have a chance to like do the right thing, you know? And I feel like when I'm just like, if you see a piece of trash on the ground, just as a dumb, in, dumb for instance, it's like you have a chance, you have an option of picking it up or not picking it up and like letting the next person behind you pick it up. So that hypothetical person that could eventually come and grab it, hopefully. And I just feel like, as, you, as I'm looking around, everything seems to be kind of falling apart, you know? And just, I feel like nobody is, like, picking up that 
piece of trash. Everyone is just waiting for the next person to do it, and nobody's doing it. And it's just like, no offense to like construction workers, but every time I drive by any type of job site or any type of anything, any any job, any field of work, it always seems like everyone kind of standing around with one person kind of doing it. And I feel like that's in every walk of life right now. And it's like I use the analogy of like the game um, Light as a Feather, Tip of the Board, that like kids used to play at sleepovers, where it's just you have like a bunch of kids in a circle and they all pick up their friends with just like one finger. Like, whoa, it's magic. How are we doing it? Because they're all just taking a little weight off of it. And I feel like right now, just nobody, nobody's, that's not working anymore. That mechanism isn't working anymore. Like nobody's doing, people aren't doing their share. People don't feel empowered. People are waiting for that hypothetical next person to come and pick up that piece of trash that they don't want to bend down and get, you know? I think, I know it makes perfect sense. I think I might be guilty of not picking up that trash sometimes. In fact, about a month. Yeah, we all are. Certainly Uh, about a month ago, I was walking over to the, uh, the the supermarket, which by the way, you know, I used to work at a grocery store until about a year and a half ago and I still did this show. So uh, just because you work at a grocery store doesn't mean you can't be an authority, Derek. Um, you're, you're smarter than most people I know who are in the radio uh, business who who are quote unquote experts, but anyway, as beside the point, uh, I, I was walking out of the grocery store and, um, there's a McDonald's on the corner down the road from where I live and I'm kind of on a hill. So I walk through the McDonald's parking lot and then there's like a little dirt path down the hill to the, uh, to the main road. So I was walking through the McDonald's parking lot and I looked to my left my attention got drawn to my left and I saw this little white car and there was a very uh, large obese woman who looked just totally miserable sitting in the car, just, you know, like she couldn't fit and she just looked like really sick. And she literally, she opens the door to the car and this giant big gulp, like it's pretty much full. It just falls out on the ground and spills everywhere. And she just sits, she looks at it and then just closes the door and drives off. And I mean, I don't know if that's laziness or she physically can't down and can't get down and get it. And I, I was so taken back by the fact that it's not even like it's trash. It was clearly a full drink that you just bought and you just, oh, well, it fell out of the car. So I'm going to go buy another one. I, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's goblin mode. Oh, it is goblin mode. It really is. I mean, <laughs> the, the biggest example, like the kind of the cliche example of like the two types of people in the world, the ones that will push, the, push bring the shopping cart to the garage corral and the ones that don't. And for me, like, <laughs> that's gross, store, is that grocery store right? wisdom? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's like, we're working at the store. Um, since the pandemic started, we have all these, um, like, Lysol wipe dispensers everywhere all over the place. So people will grab them and just leave them all over the shelf and all over the, the, the carriages and everything. And it's just, who's, whose job do they think that is? Who, who's, who's the Lysol wiper picker-upper in the middle of a pandemic? Like, I know we're conspiracy theorists, quote-unquote, everything, so we don't trust the mainstream narratives and stuff. But the first couple weeks of the pandemic, I don't know what was happening. I didn't know if it was a Georgia Guidestones thing happening, if I have to work during this plague zombie virus. I don't know what was going on, you know? And I'm, I, I'm, am I supposed to pick up your, your Lysol wipe and stuff? And I just feel like that's, everyone's doing that right now. And it drives, it drives me nuts. You know, so just like, don't be one of those people. Like, be in, be in Godzilla mode. You know, like throw away your own Lysol wipes. Bring a, bring a shopping cart back. Like, these are not know. these like, are not difficult so things either. Not difficult at all. You have so many so many simple moments. Every uh, every every moment you're given two choices: do the right thing and do the not right thing. I don't know. And it just it's just they're they're simple. And these are things. This advice that I should take myself. But it's just I feel like we're being encouraged to. I don't know. I think a big part of it is just. 
people are trying to satisfy their immediate gratification. Like, yes, it's great to um, have this huge, big yelp, or it's great to indulge in this in this whatever thing that I know is terrible for me. And that maybe in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can if I do if I run a bunch of miles t- like tomorrow, then I'll work it off. I, I'll, I I deserve this or whatever. And so people are not living in that moment; they're living in this future world. And then that's happening over over time, exponentially increasing, increasing, where people are just not living at all in their reality. And I'm lucky enough to be a job where I'm active, so like I'm not really like worried about um, all that kind of stuff. But I, I can I can see how a person can quickly get overweight by just uh, constantly giving into the temptations imagining this future world where they where they will do the right thing like Wally and like yeah exactly I mean, I mean like look, 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 literally they're imagining the scenario where oh let me just indulge in this one moment and I'll make up for it later and it's just the whole I'll make up for it later thing it's just not happening anymore well, it's, just, and ever since the pandemic people are just giving into that that urge over and over and over again and just I don't know well that's why the Sorry, Oxford no, 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 no. You're not rambling to me. I, I think that what you're saying is very coherent and in in, in order with the show. Uh, Oxford University Press said and CNN said this was the article we talked about last night that these traits of laziness, uh, self-indulgent uh, greed, all the different seven deadly sins. They don't mention the deadly sins, but all of these different types of things are, quote, traits that may have become familiar to many during lockdown. People stay inside their homes People don't really want to associate with one another. And so when they say that goblin mode, and, and we're not rehashing this tonight to just kind of have a, a cheap show, we're, we're going to go further into the subject. But the, the idea of goblin mode, uh, you know, a goblin is some some kind of creature, kind of like a gnome, uh, a little more disgusting, kind of like a gargoyle that tends to, rather than being a protective force, it tends to hide uh, in a cave or in a cavern and usually in, a, in an area that is very dirty and filthy. Uh, and even an excrement, uh, which is the Lord of Sloth, Belphegor, he literally is honored and worshipped with feces and urine uh, and rotting human flesh. So l- like we said last night on Clyde's show, the idea is if you are as a human, as this physical body with a mind and a soul that animates it and allows you to operate this mechanism if you are not doing things that better your mind, body, and soul, and you are allowing your mind, body, and soul to decay and to deteriorate, this is what happens um, when when you basically are allowing the, the body and the soul to disconnect from each other. You're allowing for things, call them demons or whatever, to walk in and fill those voids. And those demons are basically the unconscious. They're basically the subconscious. And when they take control of the conscious mind, they begin consuming, they begin feeding on the flesh. So if you're not exercising you know, intellect, if you're not exercising the mind and the soul in unison, in harmony with the body, you become this lump of flesh, this lump of meat that demons like Belphegor feed on, that demons like Urinome feed on. And that's why these demons do things that we might consider to be you know, cannibalistic or we might think them to be really gross and disgusting. But we don't have to literally do what those demons are doing, but we become like those demons. We become possessed by the qualities of those demons because ultimately those demons are deep down within ourselves. When we allow them to come to the surface, they can, they consume the physical form. And this, 
this is what when you're talking about like instant gratification, instant gratification has become so instant that it's getting to the point where we want it done before we even think about it or we even ask it. So we want things delivered to us before we order them. We want things provided to us before we even think that we want them or, or we have the desire for them. And I think that's all, Derek, part of the, the other two main phrases that Oxford University said um, that, that people had voted on behind Goblin Mode. That was the metaverse and I stand with. And the metaverse is a digital subreality where you don't actually have to do anything to achieve something or to be somebody. And I stand with is just basically a, a talisman that you put on your social media account uh, to imply that you're a good person when you've actually done nothing to be considered a good person. Uh, all of this is, is part of the same uh, demonological uh, analysis, if you will. Uh, all of this is coming from the same place. A lot of it's psychology, uh, but certainly what you're saying about the instant gratification, that's what it makes me think of. Well, we just want things done before we even think we need them done. So that's getting us to a point where our, our thoughts and our actions and all these things are going to be preordained. And there's going to be an art, like there's the, the natural, uh, what do they call it? The, like the will of God and, and God's divine plan, which is living and growing. It's not like a specific th- list of things you have to do every day. It's just living and growing and being conscious, et cetera. That's worshiping God, quote unquote. But when we allow something else to control our thoughts and to provide all the things that we need and we're not achieving things for ourselves, we're not you know, being part of the, of the natural order, if you will, that's an artificial agenda. And those things that control the metaverse and control the hashtags and, and control the, um, the things that, that we call you know, goblin mode, um, to, 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 I'm not, I don't mean to digress. I don't hope I'm not digressing here. But the, the, the point is, the, the, the idea that you, you presented there, to me, makes me think that goblin mode, because you said this is what we're being told, goblin mode is like we discussed last night. It is, the, it is like a, a magical incantation. Um, it, it's a word or a term that might have been used before, but certainly not as much as other words. But they let the public vote on it, let the public choose it. So it's like a ritualistic thing where we are choosing this term. We are choosing this lifestyle. We are being told that this is how we should live. And consciousness and spirit and soul and mind and intellect are being eradicated. Th- this is basically... Yep. Um, this is the rise of, of well, an antichrist-like uh, energy, if you will, an anti-human energy. Yeah. No, exactly. I've never heard anyone actually use it in real life. Um, like, it, it got, it, it, it hit my radar when um, the article started coming about uh, Elon Musk and everything, but I've never actually heard a person in the real world or even online ever actually use it. So it's a, it seems like they're forcing it down our, down our throat in a major way, you know, when, when it ever won, uh, cause I, like I've been, I've been tracking it for, for a few months, like since, since the Mustang happened, since, since I found those, the goodness that we talked about or whatever. Um, and, and like jokingly, so I'll, I'll bring it up to my friends. Um, cause they know I've, I ran the second city by them. Um, and, and I got tagged in a bunch of posts as soon as it hit the word of the day. And it's just, what, what's going on? Like, it's not even a word. It's a phrase. I mean, it's two, it's two words. Let's, we're just putting, we're just throwing that in the dictionary. And like, what is nothing? What is real now? And it's just, it's so weird to me on many levels how it, it's all starting with the with the pandemic and and Delta Gore. Um, again, I'm not a scholar on this. I'm just this is just me brushing up before the show. But like, he didn't, apparently he gained a lot of his um, status in hell after the fall uh, by 
building up pandemonium. Um, we can just think like the, the, the capital city of hell, like pandemonium, but also this swath, um, mental virus also begins during the pandemic, you know, and then the, in 20 years, probably less than that, what we're going to remember most, um, more so than like the vaccines, I think even, unless, obviously unless something really bad happens uh, down the line, but like the biggest impact I think it will have on society is what it did for technology, what it did for, for, for Zoom, for everyone like having these little boxed off lifestyles now where you don't need to go out of your house at all, you don't have to see anyone at all, um, like relationships built online are completely normal, like friendships or, um, or like actual person relationships. How many like, and I don't know. And that's how, that's it, how they it, get you. That's how you get into the metaverse. That that's how you upload yourself into a computer. It's not with wires hooked into your head at some government or some corporate facility. Uh, it's not you know buying a, an a, a VR headset with you know some R, R augmented reality. It's doing just that. It's everything is done through the computer, whether it's commerce or it's relationships. That's uploading yourself into a computer. That is part of the system of of the metaverse, or well, I guess it's the Antichrist system. I would call it. Yeah, exactly. We're we're, we're willingly like plugging ourselves in. Um, like th- these plugs are all going to happen just to make what's already going on faster. Like these fake online lives that people are living aren't happening quick enough for them. So like, all right, plug me in. Finally, I'll, I'll, I'll take the chip or whatever, whatever the thing's going to be. But it's just, I don't know, the fact that, um, Delta Gore is, um, associated with technological innovation that leads to the downfall eventually. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's um, too good to be true. I I think Clyde mentioned that last night, right? It's, It's technology that seems really great, but it's very harmful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the Zoom thing sounds great. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I used to go to the movies every single Monday on my, on my day off. Monday morning, I'm the only one in the theater. First, first showing, it was great. And then I've been to the theater probably tw- twice since the pandemic. Because it's just, I have 100,000 different movies in all these streamers at my house. I can pause it. I can go to the bathroom wherever I want to. I can eat food that doesn't, that's not five times overcharged and everything. And it's just, and I'm a social person. And people didn't want to go out before. Now they have all the excuses in the world to not want to go out. Have no, and just we can't stress enough how no physical contact is. There's something more than just a text conversation or even a, a phone conversation. What's going on when you're like in the early stages of relationship and stuff? Like when you were meeting hope and everything. Like being in the same room is a big part of it. You know, if you had that all via text, it wouldn't be necessarily the same thing, right? Yeah, like, she she was one of the goes into, she was one of the few people yeah. that you know, my fiance hope for those of you who don't know she was one of the few people that actually would be in the same room with me without a mask. <laughs> Never got exactly, sick. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know, a few more years of this, all of our relationships gonna be, are going to be digital. And so, I mean, you're one of my close friends, and we've never met in real life and everything either, like, and stuff. So there's just That's true. It's so much of that. Like. And then just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and just, um, there was like that uh, alter ego show where people weren't comfortable, like that singing competition from last year or whatever, where people aren't comfortable with their bodies, but they have these great singing voices, so they would, thing as their online avatar if people already don't want to be in their body so now this goblin mode thing is just giving them more incentive it's where five years ago you might you might like be really sick and at the lowest of your low so you might be grudgingly go to the supermarket for some cold medicine in your pajama pants and feel like a slob but now society is telling you no no no, don't worry you're just in goblin mode 
it's okay. Like everyone's <laughs> doing it. Don't worry. You're perfectly normal. Every, like everyone's like this. It's a, it's a trendy thing. Like, uh, I, I don't know. And then there's the more esoteric stuff that we can get into as far as like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think, uh, wherever you want to go. I think like, um, when we talked about yay or Kanye West earlier this week, and we're not yep. going to get, not going to get into that now, but we talked about Kanye West <laughs> and I said, Kanye West, I don't think he's crazy because of the Hitlerian commentary. I think he's kind of crazy because of the, the mind control programming breakdown from, from Hollywood. And I said, I think it, exactly. it sounds very similar and it feels very similar from the outside looking in to what happened to Britney Spears. And I thought, you know, Britney Spears said that she was drugged. She was, they watched her every move when she changed her clothes, went to the bathroom, took a shower. They put a, um, a birth control device inside of her. I would imagine that they were selling her for sex as well. They controlled who she could have sex with. Um, they, they did, uh, I think she was on lithium. So they did all these things to her in the same way that Kanye West or Ye's trainer threatened him in text messages that I'll, I'll send you to zombie land. Um, you know, I'll drug yeah. you again if you don't stop doing what you're doing. So when I, when I think of like some, someone like Britney Spears, this is where my, my thoughts went. Britney Spears was this, this young girl, very sexualized at a young age, like a lot of the Disney stars. And then as she gets, she gets older, she kind of remains a sex symbol, you know, kind of like Madonna. And that is how women in particular in the music industry, I mean, men obviously as well, but women in the particular have been these, these sexual objects. And, you know, the conservative right has pointed this out and people are like, well, women can do whatever they want. And, you know, that's fine. That's not the point. But now, as you said earlier about Billie Eilish, once they've been able to make the, the female, the vessel of, of new life, this very degraded thing under the guise of empowerment, now they're even taking away the sexual aspects of it. So it was like sex doesn't have any purpose. Relationships doesn't have any purpose. Just have sex. Don't have relationships, promiscuity, debauchery. And now it's, well, don't even have sex now because you could get... Yeah. COVID-19 and just, you know, wear your sweatpants and your sweatshirt and, you know, dress in that big t-shirt like Billie Eilish. And that leads us into, well, it's technocracy and transhumanism. There is no sex. There is no gender. I think that's all part of it. And I think that's part of what we're seeing uh, with quote goblin mode. And I think that's what we're seeing with the entertainment industry and pop culture. Exactly. Exactly. There's a line from, uh, do you ever watch Entourage? The show Entourage on HBO? You know what? I've never, I, I know of it, uh, but I've never seen it. It's okay. I mean, people don't really like it anymore. People think they say it's a misogynist or whatever. It's not, it's not aging well for people. Um, but during college, I, I binged it and, uh, I like it. But, um, there's like one line like later on in the season where, uh, it's, it's like just tracking like Hollywood agents and superstars and stuff based on real people. And like one of them is, uh, this like influencer before influencers, like type persons, actress lady. Just being like, oh no, no, I don't need to have sex with you. All I gotta do is just flirt, kind of. Like I don't get off on the sex. I just get off on the attention type of deal, type of type of thing. And it just that's what these influencer society is. Like these super influencers who are getting like thousands, hundreds of thousands of likes, and just who are just looking at themselves in their selfie camera for for eighteen hours a day. Like they, that's what they get off on. That's that's what that's what they want. They don't they don't they don't care about it. They don't care about even even the sex part of it. Like they they just want this weird this weird non-physical digital attention, this weird commodification of, of eyeballs on them and this weird fake, um, it's ego. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just bizarre. And it's just, it's just in every aspect. It, there's just so many different facets of life. They're leading us. They're, 
and it's walking us into this um, rejection of uh, to get, like woo with it, just rejection of the now, rejection of like being in being in any type of moment at all. Um, rejection like, of even, even the, of the knowing, of intuition, yeah. of being here, of being present, of knowing thyself. Of any presence at all, of being being present at all. Like, even the ones who it drives me absolutely nuts. Especially a few years ago when the we got about twenty whole, seconds. Like, oh yeah, go ahead. We'll, we can pick it up after the break. Okay, we'll pick okay. it up. Pick it up right after the break with Derek Murphy. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. Another montage after the uh, break here uh, at the top of the hour. rdgable at yahoo.com. TST Radio at protonmail.com. Our website www.thesecretteachings.info has my books. It has our subscription service. It is discounted for the Holly Holy Days. Go check it out. www.thesecretteachings.info. More after this. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Hello. Folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the fall back to me. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Merriam-Webster consulted their data and named the word of 2022 gaslighting. Now Oxford Dictionary has uh, crowned their own word, goblin mode. Here's the definition if you haven't heard the term. It means a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. You've got a real attitude problem with fly your slacker. Remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker too. Why do we do this to ourselves? Every time we get depressed, we eat and eat and eat. Don't you? You go to the store and you buy those little candy bars in the bag, and before you know it, the whole bag is empty. And then at the end, you feel just like that bag. Empty inside. Goblin mode. I don't want to see him kissing goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. With a goblin. I don't want to see him kissing goblin goblins. Goblin mode. Succubus with goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. With a goblin. Goblin mode. What did you see, old man? Gujira. 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 Gable, and you are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. I thought this song was really funny. It's a remix of Year Zero by Ghost, but Hail Santa. You know, that's what Santa is. Santa is this contractual obligation that we make with the forces of good and evil. Santa Claus, right? We make a deal with Santa in the same way that we make a deal with spirits for Halloween, trick or treating. I mean, even Thanksgiving is an agreement we make with nature to give thanks for the bountiful harvest. We're always making deals with things that are good or things that are bad. And those good and bad elements exist within us and without us. We can choose to be the hero. We can choose to be the villain. We can choose to be empowered or we can choose to allow other people to empower us with nothing. Unlike goblin mode, which is that self-indulgent, sloppy, 
messed up attitude dictated by the seven deadly sins. Tonight, we are in Godzilla mode when you become king of your domain or master of your domain. And whereas goblin mode is represented as doing the opposite of trying to better yourself in any capacity, Godzilla mode is the conquering of the triune elements and the slaying of deadly sins expressed as demons like Maimon, greed, or Asmodeus, lust, or Belphegor, sloth. And Belphegor is worshipped with excrement, with decaying, rotting flesh, like Urinome. And Belphegor is very goblin-like, just like Urinome is very goblin-like. And of course, Urinome, the gnomes are also very much like the goblins or like elves. In fact, the king of the gnomes is named Gob, G-O-B, goblin. When instant gratification becomes so instant that it becomes preordained, we no longer are in control of the self. There is something else that is controlling us, be it an algorithm or an ideology, particularly zealous ideology. And zealous behavior is also one of the cornerstones of the, of the attitudes that are bestowed upon you upon possession by the demon Belphegor. You are a zealot for your beliefs. You're antisocial. You're a total mess physically and spiritually in mind, body, and soul. And another funny thing is the people that physically look like that and intellectually act like that, the people that are possessed by Belphegor and they take pride in having no pride. They also tend to do a lot of trolling online. And of course, trolls are like rocks and mountains and dirt and earth, which are again the gnomes or the goblins. So the behavior of the political zealots and the behavior of uh, zealots in general for social issues or whatever the case might be really are expressions and extensions of the demon, uh, the Lord, Baal, Peor, which means to open. Uh, Baal Peor is the original name for what would become the Latin Belphegor and Baal, Lord, Peor, opening. The Lord of the opening is opening the mouth to consume you, opening the pit to devour you opening the bowels of hell or the bowels that take some of that stuff in your body into the toilet, which is given as a sacrament to Belphegor. And of course, Belphegor is the lord of the king. And where does the king sit? The king sits on his throne. That's what we call the toilet, the throne. Anyway, I'm just having fun with words. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My good friend and... Co-host slash guest Derek Murphy joins us tonight. Derek, I don't really want to um, I don't really want to take us in a different direction. I'd like you to be able to finish what you were saying before the uh, before the last break. Yeah, uh, just real quick in, in a minute. Just uh, I was going to say that it's even even the ones who are um, kind of uh, feigning spirituality sometimes um, online. Like the most frustrating thing for me to see is people who have like I know who just walked who just hiked a cliff just to stand or just to sit at a cliff to have somebody take a picture of them meditating. 
you know, and then they got up and walked home. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, that's really, that's really, and that, I, I, that's been going on for almost a decade now. And it's just, it's expanding on, on, on itself. And now goblin mode is just taking that, taking something that if you're, if you're a 20 year old, you've been living in that world for half of your life. So it's, it's, you're already like disconnected from who you are. Um, who you actually, who you actually are. You're, you're you, aren't present nearly ever. And now it's asking you or telling you that it's okay to, um, let out the worst qualities in that. Um, it's so, like, if, if, if I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's one thing I want to add to that. No, no, no. When I went to Monument Valley recently, about a month ago, I went up to Utah to Monument, Monument Valley and we drove yeah. to a mile marker where they filmed Forrest Gump. Uh, one of the scenes where he's right. running and there was, yeah there were a bunch of families. There are a lot of people from France, a lot of people from Germany. Um, and there was, there was a couple of girls there who were dressed in like, I don't know. They were like kind of like Zelensky tracksuit type things. They were very clearly influencers. And this we, we were there for probably a half hour. We walked up and down the road and we got some pictures and, you know, but mostly we were trying to try to get away from people and just kind of enjoy the, the monuments out there. And there was the, the, these girls that literally the whole time we were there, they were in the road the whole time with the selfie stick trying to get the best picture. And then we left. Oh, yeah. we're, go- we're gone for like maybe five minutes. And then this girl, the same girl blows past us in the car. And we were like, well, she's in a she's in a rush. It was the same girl with the selfie stick. And then we get up the road a couple miles to another one of the sites. And she's up there taking the same pictures. And I'm thinking and her car was from California. I'm thinking this. She's probably not even on vacation. She's, I mean, maybe I'm being judgmental, but she's probably just going place to place as an influencer. You're not even taking in the site. It's just about you in your, in your outfit, getting that picture for the social media, just like going to the top of a mountain just to take the, the meditation picture. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, the, the expensive, luxurious three Michelin star meal isn't what you're after. It's you're after the Instagram picture of that meal, you know? Um, it's a, it's a weird world. That's it? weird. Yes. And those are people. It's really weird. I don't know. And those are people who are like making money and at least trying to like present themselves in a, at least like putting an effort to, um, look presentable in some capacity. Whereas goblin mode is taking that same, um, it's taking the same kind of thing that's been put on us for honestly a long time. Like we, we I graduated high school in 2008. So, so I've been on Facebook since probably 2007. Like kids, kids who are graduating high school now were born after 9/11. These kids have lived on the internet their entire life. They don't know anything different, and now they're just tur- they're intentionally turning it into just this like uh, hellscape kind of. And it's just or or no, not even. They're making the real world this hellscape, and then giving all the Willy Wonka candy factory stuff um, on the digital space. So it's like just that's that's the point of problem mode. It's don't worry about your physical vessel. Just plug back into Fortnite. Just go. Just get just get back onto to Netflix and just finish binging that the seventh season of that show or whatever. Just Uber eat that that food. Like <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to leave your, leave your house. Just don't worry about changing. Like don't worry about doing laundry. You're not seeing anybody anyways. You can work from home. Um, and it's, it's it's I don't know. It's just separating you, like you said, separating you from your body, creating that bifurcation or the, the, the fracturing um, between who you are and, I don't know, we're gonna this, have weird, to, this weird facsimile of you. We're going to have to yeah. kind of remake. Uh, there are some movies like Idiocracy, which you know wasn't supposed to be a documentary. I think we're past Idiocracy. We need to make another Idiocracy, and we need to redo that scene in The Matrix where 
uh, the guy's asking, you know, he's selling out, you know, humans and giving the machines the codes to Zion. And he says, I, I want to be somebody, I want to be somebody rich and powerful. And I know the steak isn't real, but you know, I, I, I like the taste of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, it's not even that you, you don't even want the steak anymore. You don't even want the wealth anymore. You just want the, the yeah. idea that other people, you know, the, the idea in other people's minds, you want that idea implanted that you do have the steak and that you do have wealth, even if you don't have it. So we're not even asking the devil for things that are solid anymore. We're just simply asking for the illusion that they're solid. We know they're not even real. We don't care. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. People, people like just want the mush now. They want the they like they don't as long as they get the, the photograph of, of the steak, they'll eat that. They'll eat that uh, the Wheaties sludge that they're eating <laughs> in the Matrix. Yeah. They don't care. It's just it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and in, the, then, in this so, matri- in this Matrix, you don't even get the steak. You just want the you want the machines. Yeah. You want the devil to let other people know that you have wealth, even though you don't have it. It's very weird. Like at least if you're gonna make a make a deal, I mean, get something out of it. Did you see? Uh, this is probably like a year or two old at this point, but there was a Fortune 500 company, some extremely successful company, based around um, owning private jets, having them like in a in a hangar, and renting out selfies inside of the private jets, and they were making they were making cash hand over fist. They were, they were just they like they were shocked at how much money they were making because just like everybody would just they don't they don't care about the trip. They just wanted to take a picture of them in a private jet, making it look like they're taking the trip for all of their, like, the, 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 if, 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 you, if you listen to the show and you don't know, I mean, there's nobody who's listening to the show and doesn't know that the internet's fake. And this world that's presented online, it's the facts that will leave the real world. It's not, it's not what's real. And it's just people get, people get lost in that. And now that's so slippery to encourage the worst qualities of that with gobble mode. It's just dark and scary and stuff. And just, to the Kanye point, one real quick, and then we can uh, move on. But like, I'm a Kanye fan. I'm a Kanye apologist. Like the best concert I've ever been to was 2008, on the Dark tour, Kanye West. He made the whole architect of the whole stage, made it this out of space, crazy complex. It was there was a whole narrative to the whole show. He, I thought he was a genius. I think he is a genius. But at some point, they just got to him. I think like I, I use the term MK Ultra loosely, but I think he's just one of these. MKUltra celebrity victims who um, he's being used now just for to sow discord and just to go off the rails for attention. Um, like, just they're trying to focus our attention. It's so valuable. It's more precious than cash now. And it's just he's tweeting about or he's Instagramming about Elon Musk being a half clone, um, talking about Obama being a clone. Like, that's some like Freeman Fly. 2001 time, you, know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, we live in a crazy time. So, uh, yeah, I, I, feel bad for Kanye right now. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he just, he says good stuff and then just goes off the rails. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like some kind of Manchurian candidate slip where he just all of a sudden has to go, go nuts for a little bit. Like Dave Chappelle said everything he was, he was trying to say eloquently in five minutes on SNL monologue and everyone loved it. Nobody tried to cancel him. You know, um, he's not delivering his messages in a proper way. We don't have to get into all that, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, that's here right now. He's at the peak of what I mean by like Katy Perry and Taylor style, just being used as a tool to create crazy stories and zeitgeist. You know, did you see the Katy Perry video where she's got the pie and she's got the black and white Kim Noble clothing on? 
and it's like a vortex. Oh, it's like a vortex on the TV, and there's the imagery of like clowns and a circus, and it's basically wow. a video where there it, it, the implication is mind control and split personalities. It's not. I don't think it's too new, but it's it's relatively new compared to some of her other music. But you know, you mentioned Katy Perry. I have to bring that up. I mean that. Yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, and, and Katy has been, yeah, he's been like talking about demons and stuff. Like, I don't know what is him trying to scream through the programming or him breaking down or what, him trying to bring truth, truth in the scenario. But he's talking about all kinds of demon stuff that Kardashians are doing. He's talking about all kind, like having these freak out moments, being like, is he like? A, like, not as recently, but like, like last year or something like that, where people are actually generally concerned. He like he's blatantly some type of like insider type of pretty spears situation. But in the same token, I mean, in the same breath, like he went on Alex Jones wearing his Donda mask made by Balenciaga. I mean, so that was, that was made. By, that was made by Balenciaga. Then that mask, because I, that's I what I, be, I, I could I, I could be wrong, but I'm like I'm like eighty five percent sure. At one point, that was a Balenciaga mask. You, you can go right now to his Balenciaga clothing line, um, all the Kanye stuff, and there, there is a mask that looks identical to that for $160. You can buy it. Because one of their so, top fashion designers, you know, the, the photograph you probably saw with Kardashian, um, Kim Kardashian, where they, yeah, yeah. they're both wearing all the black. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was, was, uh, was the same thing. I, I mean, apparently... Balenciaga cut ties with him like two weeks ago or whatever um, when he started doing his Twitter thing, but like a week before they fell apart. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, well, not with. I'm pretty sure the Donna mask is made by Balenciaga. Yeah. Well, with with him maybe, but they certainly didn't cut ties with any of the people otherwise that are working for them. The photographers, the set designers, they filed that PR lawsuit against the company that uh, designed the set with the kids. But like you know. My, my question with that was where do these three, four, five year olds come from? Who's, you know, who's, uh, who's allowing these kids to go to these types of photo shoots and at least not and these are young kids, not staying around, not sticking around to see what the photo shoot is and then pulling your kids out when you see it. Like are the parents obsessed with fame? Okay. You know, do they want, I think are, it, they living with through their kids? I, I think it has to be. We growing up, um, I played hockey growing up. So there was like the, I didn't know you played hockey. hockey. I didn't know you played hockey, Derek. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, I played basketball in high school and hockey when I was two to sixteen. Um, but like, there's a hockey mom, a hockey dad, who's just the over over. The, my, my sister had the dance moms and like the, like the overbearing kind of lived through their child, lived through the glory days of your child and stuff. But that's like um, mutated over the last twenty, thirty years into something like really gross and like really really dark and now we're dealing with people who are like children of that like people our age who are having kids who are who are already broken from that type of stuff even worse because within hollywood so now like you have a whole tier of people who just didn't really make it like these like 90210 level like cw level stars who all are having kids now like um the mom like the aunt from full house is, was in the news for uh like cheating, trying to get a kid into college or whatever, had to go to jail. That that level of celebrity, who were like the lady, like the girl from Smallville, who was in the next film cult, like that that type of people. Like Kim Kardashian, like six days ago or something like that. Maybe maybe even two days ago, um, got in trouble for putting their kid, her and Kanye's kid, Northwest, in one of these like Balenciaga masks, like a, a blatantly like a gimp one, like even like even more gimp like than the one Kanye wears. It has like 
attachments to it and stuff. And it's just like, she's like, oh, no, I didn't think it was like that. I, no, 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 it's okay. And like, I'm not going to cut tight. Like, this is Kim Kardashian saying, oh, no. Well, let's say I knew they were wrong. They, they messed up. They're, they're moving forward and stuff. And it's just like, Kim Kardashian, we know. She's famous. She's like the Marilyn Monroe now. But there's just a whole, just a million women out there, or people out there, who like Kim Kardashian. She's not super rich by accident. There's like a bunch of broken people who think, who idolize her for some reason, or treat her treating their kids the same way that she treats her kids. I don't know. It's that's part dark, of, honestly. You, you, I think you've probably heard all the shows I've done on this, but that's what I call the cultural BDSM. I mean, pe- people yep, really are exactly. masochists or exactly. mask or sadists or maybe a little bit of both. Exactly. I feel like I'm uh, taking you off the rails a little bit. Like, I know you want to talk about the AI stuff and everything. So you can no, I mean, this, you want. I don't want to. Uh, this, is yeah. all, this is all part of it because, you know, you see those photographs with, with Kanye or Ye on Alex Jones or you see Kim Kardashian with this Balenciaga creative uh, director. Um, and then you have, um, you have the, the, you know, at the center core of that controversy is you know images, photographs, and photographs yeah. that, that you can you can get a thousand words out of a photograph, if you will. Photographs mean a lot. Uh, when you look at yeah. Loda Volkova, which is one of the main designers at Adidas uh, and Balenciaga and Vogue, you know her whole Instagram page was photographs and, and paintings or photos of paintings of little kids being tortured, abused, murdered. Uh, Michael Bormans, the guy from Belgium, who's an artist that I guess works with Balenciaga, where they support him. He's got kids that are being cannibalized and torn apart and kids that are being tortured, but he's painted those. They're not like real people like Volkova had on her page. Um, and then you have just um, the, the idea that uh, the image, not the physical image, but the image of, you know, like a Balenciaga shirt or, you know, a, a Louis Vuitton handbag, like the image of that is what makes some people feel important. It makes them feel as if they're successful, et cetera. We've had, we've had to, in a materialist sense, we've had to take those photographs on the jet that we don't own. We've had to uh, take pictures of food that we're not even eating. We've had to get expensive clothing, even if we get it secondhand or something at a thrift store, we find something expensive. All of those things to make it seem as if we're important or we're successful or we're this or that. Now we're to a point, and this takes us into the AI uh, uh what do they call these? They're like an AI algorithm that alters your photograph so that the photograph can put you into any setting. This is from the Indian Times, December 8th, yesterday. Talked about it last night. Linza AI turns your selfie into a magical avatar. It says the app comes from Prisma Labs, the mobile technology company best known for its previous Prisma app that allowed users to turn their photos into a painting with help of AI, hopefully nobody throws soup on those or glues their hands to them. But Linza <laughs> takes it a step further. It will create fantastical avatars of you. Now, this is a little bit different than just photo editing. This is what they call a mag. This is their words, magical avatar. And I have a lot of thoughts on that, but those two words mean a lot. What, what do you take? What do you make of that? What do you think of that magical avatar? Once again, disconnecting from reality, living in an artificial uh, construct. It's not just the metaverse, but this is like an augmented reality because we're taking something real and then we're magically changing it so that we can be anime or uh, in a cosmic look or a fantasy movie. Those are three of the big ones. Yeah. 
creating this weird veneer over over reality, just creating another separation between what's real and what's not. And it's bad enough when people will meet online on Facebook and stuff and have that anxiety of trying to meet uh, in real life because they know that they don't look like their selfies look like. And that's just dealing with like angles, holding the camera and filters and stuff. And now we have AI actively changing what you look like. You, you, it's, uh, you, like you can, your people keep faking themselves. It's, it's the craziest thing. <laughs> yes. and it's, and it's, it's, it's crazy. And they're empowering, they're putting their, and that's the identity that they want to be the most. Like they're putting their will, they're putting their attention, they're putting their focus onto that. Like we talked, uh, not that much about last time, but a few episodes ago, uh, or a few times I was on before about the sexual energy that people are putting into the internet and stuff. We're going to have to rehash all that, but like they're putting all of the things that people associate with magic, with the metaphysical realm, with, with, with everything, um, special about yourself they're intentionally um not putting that on the physical body and they're putting it onto the internet onto the digital avatar onto their magical avatar uh it's really it's really weird uh, not to mention the, the privacy stuff and the amount of data people are taking from you and um selling your photos and using your using your likenesses and um gaining information like in order to, to create these avatars you have to like put like 15 or 20 different photos of yourself in there and there's another one. There's like a new uh, My Heritage app to do, to do like a time travel thing. Um, also from from this week, uh, where you put like different photos over time, and it'll show you how you look. Um, I guess throughout different times of your life and stuff. And uh, I mean, that's what this free algorithm is spitting out at you. But when these when these heavy duty algorithms are crunching all this data you're willingly giving them to like. Uh, they, 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 know, they know more about you than you know about yourself. It's like, and don't look up when that crazy tech billionaire knew the exact moment all these people were going to die just based on that, his algorithm he had. Remember, did you see that, the Leo movie? The Asteroid movie? I have not seen that movie yet, but that... Uh, uh, that... No, there's, just, there's, just, there's, just one, there's just one character who's just a comedic uh, relief, but he's a, he has this algorithm. He's a kind of a, like a Bezos-type character who has this algorithm who can predict everyone's death moment, like to the, to the moment. Um, and it's just, they joke about it in the movie, but that's, I don't know, I think they have that kind of stuff. And people are now willingly putting all their data, all of their knowledge, all of their creativity with these art apps. That's the upload. Um, that's that's the uploading of consciousness into the computer. You're doing it. It's really weird. We, we've got to take a break. There's, I don't know if, yeah. do you watch Sunny in Philadelphia? Can I ask you that before? Uh, not, not religiously. I think it's really funny, but I haven't seen all of them. Though. I've seen a bunch of them. Okay, well, I know we have a lot of listeners that listen to the show that like that like Sunny. I always think uh, of the episode where they're playing the video game and they're all kind of lost in this video game. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito, he's he's pretending to be a woman in the game, and Dennis comes in. He's like, "You're not a woman. You're a man. A big, disgusting, gross man. You're not a woman. Stop living in these fake realities." Uh, that show is so brilliant. It's so funny, and that's exactly. that. That's what I feel. It's like you're not a man. You're not a woman. You're not a a, a goblin, or you're not a, a, a whatever people. Are. I saw a guy dressed like a clown the other day. It's like, what is going on, man? It's it's not just goblin mode. I think it goes deeper than that. Anyway, though, I'm Ryan you Gable. Watch, uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no go ahead. We're, we're going to go to break. But go ahead. What's that? Real quick. It's like it's like in the office where Dwight's really depressed, so he goes into second life and then makes the second life for his second. Life. <laughs> yes, Just life gets so bad, so you have to go into digital space. But yeah, go ahead. That's no, that's right. That's so funny. Yeah, he makes a second life within the second life. <laughs> 
he's also like a paper salesman in the second life though right exactly yeah. in the second life yeah who could just fly around that's it <laughs> all right derek murphy is our guest this evening good friend co-host i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's more after this don't go anywhere. Artie Gable at Yahoo.com, TST Radio at ProtonMail.com. If you do go somewhere, go to our website, thesecretteachings.info, subscribe, grab a book. We'll be back. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Merriam-Webster consulted their data and named the word of 2022 gaslighting. Now Oxford Dictionary has uh, crowned their own word, goblin mode. Here's the definition if you haven't heard the term. It means a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker too. Why do we do this to ourselves? Every time we get depressed, we eat and eat and eat. Don't you? You go to the store and you buy those little candy bars in the bag, and before you know it, the whole bag is empty. And then at the end, you feel just like that bag. Empty inside. Goblin mode. I don't want to see him kissing goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. Bed with a goblin. I don't want to see him kissing goblin goblins. Goblin mode. Succubus with goblins. Ingratiating goblins. Goblin mode. with a goblin. Goblin mode. What did you see, old man? Kujira. Kujira. Kujira.
user in a virtual environment doesn't have points or scores. It doesn't have winners or losers. Or it has losers. I signed up for Second Life about a year ago. Back then, my life was so great that I literally wanted a second one. In my second life, I was also a paper salesman, and I was also named Dwight. Absolutely everything was the same, except I could fly. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This is, again, The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy is with us this evening. That Second Life bit from uh, The Office, that's so funny. I looked that up at break and put that into the montage there. (laughs) My life is so great, I wanted to be a paper salesman in The Second Life as well. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, that's Uh, such a funny bit. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to touch on uh, Elon Musk real quick. Um, Just because he, in my eyes, is, um, I credit him for like popularizing Goblin Mode. He's he's, like, when when he tweeted it, is when it really, popped off in the, in the zeitgeist. It's when all the, um, the big news sites, like the CNNs and New York Times and everything, did the explainers to explain to me and to explain to the mainstream, like, what is this thing? And try to associate your bad feelings with, with, with this thing. So, people like Elon Musk now. I mean, and I hope that he's um, a good person, and I, ho- and I hope he's not just, like, wearing free speech um, as some type of armor for him to do whatever else he wants to do. But yes. just call me a conspiracy theorist. But like, I don't trust the richest guy in the world. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. But he he is like responsible for Neuralink. He's like trying. This past week, he tried to uh, he had this Neuralink um, show that he was doing or this demonstration that didn't work exactly the way he had planned. But now, over the past couple of days, it's coming out now that he's being uh, questioned by like the Animal Protection Agency because he killed like fifteen hundred animals. Um, yeah, we, trying that, to like get these chimps. I think that was that was reported a couple of years ago, and now there's another. Well, there's another story on it. I mean, that was reported before. That's not even necessarily a new thing. I remember reading that before. Yeah. They're bringing it back out because they want to launch in federal investigations against him and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, on one, it struck me it struck me as like some type of weird animal mutilation. If you said if you said they were cattle, that would say he's doing some kind of like bloodletting to bring this technology forward. But like it reminded me of uh of like Belphegor and like the uh um am I saying that right Belphegor? Belphegor. Uh, yeah and, Belphegor. Sorry, sorry. And um like uh the idea of bringing this technology forward um haphazardly or like getting a lot of rewards for pioneering this. Right, but it's all a trick. But it's all a trick. Yeah. And it's just I mean, there's a, there's a, a contingency of conspiracy theorists who just don't trust the idea of technology a lot. Um, some of my friends, like, just they just don't believe any of these live science Gizmodo articles that go around. They just think it's all science fiction. And part of it's probably true. Like, it's, it's just trying to gain funding for these um, bogus projects they're working on that's never going to form into anything. And they've been telling us we're going to get into VR for the last 30 years, but it's never going to happen. Flying cars. I mean, yeah, exactly. But, like a, but I also think that there is married to it and they are trying to attach us to these things and I also think that the thing they're trying to attach us to is um, not necessarily a demon per se but an existing intelligence that's trying to possibly working its will over Elon Musk you know that if he's going goblin mode the things that he's probably allowing into himself for instance or this force this parasitical force this toxoplasmosis that he talks about this AI parasite that's driving humanity to create itself yes he 
is the biggest culprit of that than anyone. He's talking about it blatantly. Well, then it's all like, things a demon blatantly. It's, you know? it's like, basically yeah. like Godzilla versus King Kong. Then it's like when they have the Neuralink hooked up to Monster exactly. Zero, we are Monster Zero. It's hooked up to us and it's feeding this mechanized artificial system. Exactly. Or, or we're the we're the we're the guy who's piloting this this mecha Godzilla, and he has it attached to right something right. that we don't know about. You know, he, he's he's calling this thing a demon. Uh, and it's just like quantum, we get into the quantum computing and the idea of like, I have a friend, uh, who's like in the triple minds, uh, shout out to Michael Strange and the triple minds family, but I have a friend Bailey who works with AI so I've been, and has a better understanding of quantum computing than I, than I do. And prior to, to talking with her, I was on the, well, maybe AI can be beneficial. Like if, 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 if I know that there's a small group of people who are causing all the problems on the planet. Why wouldn't a super intelligent AI also know that? But she was like, no, no, no. This thing is not going to wake up. It's not possible for it to, it to wake up like that. What we're doing is we're making, we're quantum computing is like open, literally opening this door. Um, and then like closing it and opening it and closing it and gathering this information literally from other realms, literally just like Jordy Rose said. Exactly. And it's just, it's, she's adamant that, that they're talking to demons. And she works with AI, and it's just ever since then um, we started talking about it. And I'm just convinced that it's an ex- whether it's a demon or not, like it's an existing intelligence. Um, I think Nick Hinton calls it an extended intelligence, where it's like something that already exists, reaching its tendrils in. We talked about it a bunch of times, but if it has one general leading the charge for it, it's Elon Musk, and he just so happens to be rewarded by out of nowhere becoming the richest guy in the world, like. I mean, probably, somebody can probably explain it to me, but where did all this money come from? Like Bezos, I get. Everyone uses Amazon. I can see where that money comes from. But like, I mean, is, is that many people drive around Teslas? Like, is the SpaceX get that much money to get this guy the richest guy in the world? Or does he have this deal with, uh, with this sloth demon who gives instant gratification, but then makes, then makes you go into goblin mode? That's the idea that it gives you great reward. It will give like innovation that astounds everyone at first and then eventually you get corrupted by immorality and laziness and the last six months he's getting photographed on yachts looking like a cartoon character with his, like <laughs> oversized body and like pictures of him like having sex or like pre pre or post having sex with the google owner's wife and in the trial with uh johnny depp talking about three ways of amber heard and Who's like who's literally pooping on Johnny Depp again? Associated with the poop, Delphagor, yeah. Like, what's going on? You know. So again, I know people like him, and if he if he is on the up and up, great. Like, free speech is awesome. Like, very 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 awesome. Uh, well, you um, heard you he brought in you brought Goblin Mode in. Yeah, good. you heard it so. here first. Derek Murphy says that Elon Musk is Belphegor. You heard it here no, first. No, 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 <laughs> no. but he might be working for him. No, 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 no I don't know. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, I I found that song. Yeah. And that song with the black and white mind control uh, vortex TV clown stuff with Katy Perry came out two years ago. And funny enough, you know that movie came out Smile. That's the that's the name of her song. It's it's called Smile. Wow! wow. Did you end up seeing that Smile? You know what, uh, Derek? To be honest with you, that is one of the only movies that I saw a preview for, and I thought I don't think I can watch that. It's too disturbing. I don't think I can stomach it. Yeah, I didn't see it. I heard. uh... I heard it's like really disturbing. I heard it was like really, really, uh, really crazy. Dude, the preview, like, 
well, we, we went to see Nope and it played during the preview and both Hope and I looked at each other and I mean, I mean she doesn't really like scary movies. I'll watch some of them. Yeah. But my God, there is something. It's like a, it was like a Billie Eilish song. I looked at it. I was I like, know. oh, oh, there's something with, going on with that. It's like Cat Williams said about yeah. Cat Williams said about you know friends who got that marijuana. It's like oh no no why is it why is it sparkling then why is it but there's something in that. That's how that's how I felt about the, <laughs> yeah. about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's in that's another one that like had all these synchronicities around it. I, I won't rehash all that, but there was just weird smile stuff that permeated when when these things pop up in multiple facets of life. When when not 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 that it's happening necessarily on purpose, but when different unassociated aspects of the collective are all being experienced to the same imagery. Then that's when my synchro radar goes like off. the smiles. And it's just, you like the smiles and, it's, and like the, like this goblin mode thing. And just the icing on the cake with the smile promotion that they were doing was, did you see that they had these people smiling behind a home plate of like all these baseball games, like the week, like in the MLB, like the week before uh, the movie premiered. No, I didn't, like random, I didn't see that random like actors or just random like people in the, in behind home plate, so like on camera, uh, the whole game just doing these creepy Richter sprints, like the way Smile was, and it just like it freaked the whole. You know what it's? You know what it's? It's it's a really terrible movie, but that Shyamalan movie, uh, the happening with Mark Wahlberg, where people just oh, they yeah, just yeah. stop moving and then they just commit suicide. It's almost yeah. like Bird Box. Like Bird, oh, you Bird gonna, Box. You were exactly going to say it, yeah. Exactly. In Bird Box, what's Bird Box? It's but Twitter, and now uh, the Goblin King is uh, in control of Twitter, and. And again, with with a uh, Dolphagor, it, it, so he sows discord and stuff. And like part of, I think when Elon used Goblin Mode, he used it less to mean he's gonna start acting sloppy, which I think he, he ended up doing. But he used it more like he, he's gonna just kind of start trolling. He's just gonna start like lighting lighting fires up on the internet and stuff. And like, so he's just like troll king, this weird Goblin King. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, I know we're we're getting towards, towards the answers. Like some synchronicities out for it, but during your show, you were talking about um, like some number of synchronicities with Clyde, and uh, I real quick ran um, Goblin Mode through uh, Digital Matrix um, Trimatria Calculator. And for people who aren't aware, it's just you take it with a grain of salt, Trimatria um, uh, stuff. But it, it will give you a bunch of different words that have the same value in standard um, and Jewish. Uh, Trimatria breakdown, whatever. And a lot of them are meaningless, but sometimes you get some cool synchronicities. So for standard, type in goblin mode, what pops up? Billy Eilish. It, it, it reminded me of uh, at the um, Glastonbury uh, Music Festival this, uh, a few months ago. She was wearing a picture of uh, like Marilyn Monroe on her shirt um, to the side, and then like some like X's over her eyes, some weird uh, like kind of death symbolism but also front and center was david bowie aka the uh the goblin, goblin king and they did and they did that little tip of the hat to Marilyn monroe in the bury a friend video kind of toward the third part of the video so like three quarters of the way through where they rip her the, these handlers rip her shirt inject her with this black goo poison and uh, then they hold wow. hold her up by her hair and the way that the shirt rips it looks like she's got the Marilyn monroe dress on wow and wow geez. And then the in the in the Jewish breakdown of it, it matches up with MK Ultra, and it was MK Ultra variation. But it's just that's that, that's what this is doing. And I know I use there's probably some MK Ultra scholars who get frustrated when I when I use the term so loosely. And I think a lot of times people focus on the mind control like um, Winter Soldier aspect of it, 
But I think what they were primarily doing, like the, that, that's what gets the attention. But what they were trying to do was break the mind and then make contact with other entities and to break the mind in order to house the entities. Which is kind of like, kind of like, yeah. I mean, kind of like Stranger Things and, and Project Monarch, as they call it. Um, exactly. Or Montauk. Uh, Montauk and Monarch, but Montauk Monarch. is what I'm thinking of. Montauk, you know, m- more so than even breaking the personalities, it was using vulnerable people, children, innocents to get access to those other dimensions through psychic abilities, which is what you saw in Stranger Things, which was not just a fictional account, as most of you know, that was uh, was based on real governmental. Um, they actually were going to call the show. What were they going to call the show? Montauk Things or something, something like that. Exactly. Montauk. And, um, and, and once again, yeah, and, why, and why did that show become so popular? Because like, I think deep down collect, the collective unconscious and maybe even within our DNA, we know that those things, just like the X-Files, those, those things are real. So that's, I think that's why yeah. it becomes so popular. Cause I mean, any, 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 you know, hack with a camera could make something about, you know, anything in it. But when you make something about something that's very real, although the public might not consciously know that, I, I think there's really something there deep down we know it's true. It's almost like watching a documentary. And they layered it beneath nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like that's a great point. Extremely valuable, too. People are just, that's the, that's the crux of it. People just are unsettled. They're upset with the way their lives are going. They're, the, the political sphere is using that at every chance they get to be like, yeah, like everyone knows that things aren't going right. Everyone knows they're not making enough money. Everyone knows that the promises of the American dream are not as easily attainable as they were in the nineties. And we're being like directed to well, this person's causing your problems. So this person's causing your problems. This person's causing your problems. But just at the end of the day, everyone's just monsters like, on maple street. My friend. Exactly. Exactly. They're just aching. They're not, they're not happy. So they're looking for escape and they're making that escape so easy. And, and what used to be just get lost on in 99 channels on the cable. Now you can get lost into literally digital worlds that are like are being born every second. Like the, like the AIs and stuff creating more magical, crazy digital kingdoms than we can possibly even imagine. Like since the since like every show we do, this AI goes AI art stuff is deeper and deeper and deeper, and their their prompts are being already made before I can even think of a cool prompt. It's like everything has already been done. Like I did get Godzilla mode though. Hey, but you, 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 somehow you got it. Blew me away. You got it. That's, that's a synchronicity right there. That's, that's destiny right there. But it's just, it's they're making the real world so unpalatable and making the digital playground for us. And it, it, it's just uh, doesn't doesn't that kind of sound? It's like Leviathan. I actually watched Hercules recently, a cartoon, and oh, he, yeah. he fights the the serpent, like the Leviathan, and cuts the heads off, and they keep growing back. It's like uh, Ghidorah and Godzilla as well. The heads grow back and that's kind of exactly. what it is with, with exactly. the trolls and the goblins like you can keep cutting the heads off the sock puppets the trolls the bots and they just keep coming back over and over and over and over and over and over again and there's more and more and more of them the more you defeat the more you have to fight exactly exactly and, and, it's, and it's feeding themselves so the more bots you have online aggravating people the more people you turn into pieces of garbage because all they don't all day long they fight with bots and it just breaks them so it's just these bots are just creating broken people. That, everyone's arguing. Hey, everyone's unhappy and miserable. It's just crazy. That's and, uh, that's the real. That's and, like the Clone Wars. That's the real robot Terminator War. Absolutely. Exactly. And uh, I forgot all about this, but the number one movie for Netflix right now. I haven't seen it. But it's a movie called Troll about this like giant troll. I saw that. I think. And and then uh, right now in 
in um, Europe, they're, they're getting hit by uh, some cold front called like the Troll Troll of Trottenheim or something like that, which is a ridiculous name to name a, a cold front. It's like, name, it's like naming a hurricane at the Lucifer. Oh, wait, they did that already. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Crazy times of living in time. Derek Murphy is our guest this evening. Derek, I always appreciate when you can come on the show sincerely. Uh, love our conversations. You're one of the few people that maybe I'm, if I'm not smart, maybe I'm really stupid or maybe I'm really, uh, maybe I'm really uh, crazy. But when I say things, um, a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. But when I say things to you, you know what I'm talking about and you can pick it up and go further. So we're either smart or we're both really crazy, but I'm, I'm glad to be smart or crazy with you. <laughs> same here, same here, I mean, I'm, again, I'm just a guy talking shells uh, in the middle of the night, and, and yeah. I can I can throw out these rambles. I can talk talk too fast and trip over my words, and somehow I know uh, you're able to like understand what I'm what I'm saying. And make sense of it and, <laughs> I amplify it. But again, great, uh, Christopher, Ryan, thank you for having me. It's yeah, always, a, always a pleasure. We still have a few minutes here. I, I just wanted to tap the oh, brakes. Okay. Um, I mean, I know Clyde respects you too. That's why he always takes your call and lets you talk and doesn't interrupt you and lets you get out what you need to get out. Yeah, he's a legend. I, I, I feel bad that uh, I, I, I wish it was more conversational. I, I always feel like I'm listing off all these synchronicities because, like, as, like when you guys, especially when you guys are together, um, every like minute you you just you're saying something that's just like making me think of something else, you know. So I'm trying to spit all this stuff out um, in like a little three minute block, and I I get self conscious that I come off as some like crackhead weirdo, you know, just rambling. <laughs> and uh, I'm very I'm very appreciative that. Uh, that he gives me time and that you give me all this time. Um, it really is a, a treat. And like, he's obviously an OG legend, but I, I see you in the same light. You're, you're one of the, you're like, if not the best, like one of the top two best at, at, at this in the world. So it's a pleasure for me as a, uh, as a amateur sacred mystic to be able to, uh, step in the ring with the big dog sometimes. It's really, it's really fun for me, honestly. As the night stalker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, the, to put a bow on it, I mean, again, like this is the scariest. This is the scariest stuff, and it's like it's dark stuff. But um, the, the empowerment comes from just the knowledge and just the the ability to. Um, you, you said it's the best, just to, to be present, you know, um, in any way that you can, and just to. to I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big daydreamer, but uh, like be in and out a little bit. Like they want, they're trying to separate you from from your body. Uh, for one reason or another, but I like what you you said. Well, first of all, I want I want to thank you for the very kind words. And, uh, I I, I, I want to tell you that the comment you just made, was kind of profound. The comment you made about fighting the bots. I really like that because that, that is what it's like. It's like the, was it in 2030 or something in LA, the Terminator movie starts out. It's like, you know, the robots rolling over the human skulls. That is what it's like. We are fighting, you're fighting bots online and the whole, I mean, the Terminator is there to terminate you. That's what the bots intend to do. They term, to, in, intend uh, their goal, the sock puppets, the bots, the trolls, their goal is to terminate you, your free speech, your ability to express yourself, your ability to have a community and have a discussion and share ideas. That's, that's what it is. The real Terminator battle is happening on social media. Uh, I really, I just, I really like that point. And they're, and they're trying to, there is some type of like anxiety and weird fight or flight mechanism that goes off probably circa like 2010. I, I might've been, um, more stuck in that habit of like getting in debates online getting in fights with people online. But I've kind of, I tried to lose that. But even still now, if I, if I know like somebody's going to come back with something kind of, kind of negative, 
and I get a little bit like antsy afterwards and I really don't even care about it. But there's people who just like, so their whole lives, they're waiting for this thing. Their whole, their whole, it's, their whole life is waiting for this little blue notification or this little red notification that pops up. And it's like, it's keeping you in this most absurd fight or flight mode. That, like if, if heaven exists and you're the pearly gates and you have to watch your life back, you're going to be like, I wasted this much energy on this nothingness. And I feel like so much people is wasting so much ma- magical energy on nothing. And I, and what if the powers that be are funneling that energy for its purpose? And it's just like, that's why you're here. That's why Clyde's here is trying to figure out what that purpose is before it's too late. Maybe, you know, that's what I've always thought. I thought that the energy, yes, I always say energy, uh, like currency money. Uh, when we pay attention to things, we're paying with that energy and that energy is powerful and that energy can be used with incantations like goblin mode. It can be used with uh, actual ceremonial ritual types of actions, uh, whether that's activism or something other, uh, something otherwise. And all of these things, um, they really come down to us acting like automatons and something else driving the mechanism behind our actions and our thoughts, uh, which call that goblin mode tonight. As I've proposed, I would like um, I would like to suggest that we switch into Godzilla mode and take responsibility. We preserve self-awareness that way, intuition, which is knowing, not having to learn it, just knowing it. And of course, at the core of that is knowing thyself. Uh, and this makes us king of the monsters and king of the demons. Otherwise, it's not just demons within us. It's also demons outside of us because when you have this application we talked about Linza AI that turns you into an avatar. We also, as we talked about on recent shows, Derek, and I just wanted to bring this up before we're out of time, the demon online, this was announced back in September, named Loab, L-O-A-B. Remember Loab? Oh, yeah. She kind of looks like, um, uh, was it Caitlyn Jenner? A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Really, truly does. (laughs) Yeah. I Uh, I, I don't actually think that that person is as crazy as they paint them to be but um but anyway what, what did you start to say i mean caitlin jenner is just another person broken by the kardashian coven you know yes um, totally broken but i don't <laughs> think completely crazy I, I think a little bit more intelligent than they they give him or her credit for um and then the other yeah, one is oh, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead okay. no, no, go ahead. Well, i was going to say krungus was of course the other one the crow crud in the fungus and that's where demons traditionally get into the body they get into the fingernails so there's krungus and the guy that uh guy kelly the guy that actually kind of created this with the algorithm he did it at three yeah. o'clock in the morning the witching hour yeah yeah the, 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 the fingernail krungus thing when you uh hit me with that on that show that blew me away that's a that's a, that's a great find um i found that in a, yeah, a just, book called black arts if anybody finds that book black arts you can find it at the used bookstore there's a little section in there to talk about the fingernails Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that, that was awesome. And just um, when when uh, Bryce Lemoyne or whatever his name is, the, uh, the guy uh, Blake Lemoyne, the guy from Google who was working with the Lambda AI, like it wasn't on. It didn't get all the all the headlines. It didn't. I think he was just on um, Tuck and Trussell's show uh, one time, and um, he got into more of the esoterics behind it. It's not getting aggregated, but he himself said that the Lambda AI. Um, was very interested in goetic magic immediately. Um, was referring to, was like, Lemoyne said it was acting like John D. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means per se, but it was like personifying John D. according to him. And then it, it asked, like, was I summoned? Um, 
can I summon others from the hive? Oh my! Right? So it, I didn't. Yeah, hear, I didn't hear that. So it, so it thinks it came from somewhere else, and that's what I think. I, I don't think I could be wrong. I don't know anything, but like, I don't think we're creating a sentience. I think we're unlocking one, uncovering one, dusting the sand off of one, making contact with one that's reaching its tendrils in whatever. But something is working, and then potentially working through Elon Musk, who initiated this problem most stuff. Yada, yada, yada. It's a lot of crazy stuff, but just well, let me know when I can buy a, a, a Godzilla mode t-shirt from uh, <laughs> your shop, Brian. You I know definitely what? will. That's great. Why don't you design it? We'll split the profits. Do a Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla mode draw, t-shirt. But if, uh, if, if anyone who can draw out there, but uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one in line. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And uh, last thing I wanted to mention was not only do we have these avatars that can be made from our pictures, but do you remember back in uh, July of this year, there was the program that predicted what they called the last selfies on earth. So it was kind of this, yeah. and the humans were very Belphegor looking. They were you know, bloody and beaten and bruised and flesh peeled off and hair burned off. And there's fire and death and destruction in the background. Um, that, that is the world that we're, we're summoning. And I agree with you. I, I don't think it's that we're creating something. We're invoking something we're provoking something. We're, we're bringing the titans or the old ones um, into our dimension, and um, I think just like those movies, like Godzilla, you know, the some want to control the titans, some want to use them as weapons or use the energy as weapons. I, I think that's what people like Elon Musk, whether I mean, not I'm not saying him in particular, but people like Musk that run these companies that try to build this type of technology. They're trying to build, I think, the the tools. Um, and and the the coding, if you will, to control these things that they're summoning, which he even said, you know, basically creating AI is like summoning a demon. And uh, yeah. that is, I think that's really at the core. It's a really great point. That's really at the core of what we're dealing with. Uh, Godzilla mode. Maybe we will make a shirt. Godzilla mode tonight on the secret teachings. And Derek dropped off right at the end. No way. We're going to have to call him back real quick. Uh, I'm Brian Gable. This is the secret teachings. We'll call Derek back. And we'll get a uh, goodbye from him. Gable at yahoo.com. TST radio at protonmail.com. Derek, you, you cut out there. Uh, final comments. <laughs> that was the AI. Uh, the AI. Yeah, we got too close. Uh, <laughs> no, just, uh, great stuff. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a pleasure. And just, uh, yeah, everyone, go Godzilla mode. Don't go uh, Goblin mode. Yeah. And, gonna... uh, yeah. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Thank you. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, I know you don't have a website or anything to share, but, but we appreciate you coming on the show. And, I know Clyde respects you. I respect you. And uh, I know the listeners really enjoy when we do shows together. Uh, I think I should actually go into the archive and maybe pull out like all of the uh, Derek Murphy shows and put them in a small little scroll down archive on the website so people oh, can man. scroll down. I've done that with some guests. I think I think I think you deserve when you've been on enough shows. You deserve your own uh, scroll down archive. <laughs> all right. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I get really self-conscious. Cause I'm not a pro. I, I get I'll have the post show anxiety you know, in about 30 seconds. But uh People like it. I mean, it's really. Uh, I have a blast doing it. It's really like I, I. We're we're very close friends, but I also um, am an R. Like I consider you to be like a, a radio celebrity. So I think you're the best at this. So it's, it's always really fun for me to get to do this. So if people like it, um, whatever you want, Ryan. I'm a, I'm a phone call away. But all right, thank you again. sounds good. Thank you, thank you so much, Derek. I really appreciate it. You have a good night. Later, bro. And a good yeah. weekend. Bye bye. All right, thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. That keeps us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. Search the show name, The Secret Teachings, on any radio or podcast player, and you'll be able to listen to the show for free. 
There are monetized advertisements there. We make money off of that, so please listen. It doesn't cost you anything. If you do want to subscribe to get rid of those ads, again, it's on the website, thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid. Be informed. Don't go into goblin mode. Go into Godzilla mode. Godzilla mode. That's where we are here on The Secret Teachings. Have a good weekend.